Welcome to The Ship Show. Your host, our fearless leader, he'll make you laugh, he'll make you cry, well, maybe not make you cry, but he'll probably cry, Harry Arnett. All right, welcome to The Ship Show, your last ship show. Before we get to that, Harry, do you know The Ship Show is part of the Callaway Podcast Network? I think I saw that somewhere, yes. Have you subscribed to The Ship Show? Yes, I have. Have you reviewed The Ship Show? I probably have not. We'd love you to review. We're up to 56 reviews. If someone gets us to 75, we're going to be giving some stuff away. The phone number is 760-804-GOLF-SHIP-SHOW-CALLAWAY-GOLF.COM. But first, a word from Mike G. Hey, it's Mike G, your 2019 granddaddy assistant captain. Uh, just wanted to give a few thoughts to Harry on his way out. First, thank you. Your, your vision not only transcended uh, golf, but it, but it moved Callaway into a, another kind of stratosphere, so to speak. Um, you know, you just changed how many view the game of golf. Uh, you know, it's more than a score after 18 holes. It, it's the memory. It's the camaraderie. Uh, it's having fun. And, and most importantly, it's, it's building relationships with people that you, you most likely wouldn't have done uh, without the game of golf, and, and I, I think your vision and, and what the Zoo Crew has done under your under your leadership has kind of pushed that out there, and, and I think everybody sees that uh, golf can be fun and, and it can be kind of all-encompassing. So, um, you know, just thank you for all that you've done. Good luck with whatever you have in the future. Um, I'm sure that no doubt you'll you'll kill it and be successful, and uh, I'm sure Callaway is is going to have a hard time filling your shoes, but but you left it in capable hands. So. Good luck, Harry. You'll be missed, and uh, have fun. All right. That does it for the ship show. That was Thanks, super everybody, nice. for listening. That was great. Thank you, Mike G. I love that. When we should just end it on that. I know. Well, what, there'll be an alternate version of this. Uh, we're going to have a lot more messages like that there'll a little bit later in the show. <laughs> a B-side. There's going to be a B-side. There will be. Harry, Jeff, and Lex here. Um, we have a lot of uh, listener questions, mostly comments like we just heard. A couple of things we want to get to first, because, you know, a lot of people, Harry, accuse us of not talking about golf on the ship show. So Was AJ that in your I've comments? To, yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. All right, Chance called me like three times in a row. Should we just answer this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Hey, hashtag, we're recording the last tip show, uh, ship show with Harry right now. Oh, sorry to bug you. That's right. You're on speaker. Harry can hear you. Hey, Chad. Is it emotional? Uh, you know, Mike G got us off to an emotional start, but so far no one's cried. Good deal. I'll let you guys back have at it. All right. I'll call you after the ship show. Hey, so hashtag Chad works here. Golf company. Does that count as golf talk? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Tour championships this week in Atlanta. I'm very excited for it. You are from Atlanta. And I love Eastlake. And you love Eastlake. I do. Anything else you'd like to say about the Tour Championship or no, have we covered I, it? Yeah, <laughs> I used to love watching that event. I'm curious to know if that will remain with the new way they're doing all the scoring. Yeah, and I'm somebody that loves change, and I like... Well, clearly. I like um, I like taking a big swing at, at changing the direction of things that have been uh, pretty much um, unchanged. Right. And I like the disruption. I'm I'm unsure about how this is going to work. Yeah. Are you going to watch it though because of it, or are you just going to kind of wait and kind of maybe? Read oh, I'll it watch after? it, but I okay. I think I'm going to watch it out of some curiosity for the format. But frankly, that curiosity is going to disappear after ten minutes of watching. Yeah. But I love Eastlake so much. I just love seeing it on TV. Right. Well, I get. And it, you know, it reminds me of um, since this is my last ship show. As an employee, as an employee of Callaway, of Callaway Golf. I think you guys yeah. should have me on at some point. Well, of course. We'll get to that towards okay. the end. Um, what Mike said, if I may, I always looked at myself as an outsider. 
So I didn't I didn't come up in the game with uh, parents that were connected in golf, or I didn't I certainly didn't grow up. Not, nobody in my family played golf, and so I always was an outsider. I didn't even know how to go play golf anywhere. Right. I didn't even know what that was. So municipal golf courses were really important to me as I learned the game. Um, and a place like Eastlake, I always had to look at Eastlake from the street, literally from the street. You can drive around it, and yeah. I would do that. I would drive over there and drive around the street and see people playing uh, there. And I always had that mentality when I got into the game. It's one of the reasons why I joined a golf company was I wanted to be closer to the game. And I always had the mentality or at least the value that I never wanted to take for granted that I was an outsider. Meaning, I, I always wanted the consumer, the golfer, to feel like their access to our company now and me granted them access to things that they couldn't get access to normally. Because that's the way I always looked at it. I never dreamed. I, I got to play Golf Monday with one of my mentors, David Novak at National Golf Links. I never dreamed, not only would I get to meet someone like David Novak and be friends with a guy like David Novak, I never dreamed I could play a place like National Golf Links. Never dreamed of it. So, I, and I never wanted to take for granted that that stuff happened. So, my when I got here to Callaway, and I was at TaylorMade for years before that, diff, totally different model. Really? Totally different model. I didn't model. know that. I don't talk about that a lot. Actually, yeah. I actually don't. Right. But when I got here, I wanted our brand to be the ultimate connector for the people out there. Not the country club people necessarily. We would do that through great product. But in the marketing that we do and the content is all about having people feel like if Callaway is involved, their golf experience is not only elevated, it's a better experience, but also it makes them feel included in something that maybe they didn't feel they were included in the past. That was it. That is the, that's why everything that we do, I still think seven plus years later is all about that is about inclusion, but still doing it in a premium performance oriented aspirational way. And, and those two things, those, those, all those values together, I think are pretty unique. And I, I appreciate Mike saying that because it sounds like that he's appreciated that part. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks Mike for the great message. Can I give you my uh, little inclusion story for the weekend, which is why sure. I will not be watching Eastlake. Sure. Uh, I am going to be venturing up the coast to Los Angeles, California, to. Uh, is there another Los Angeles? There probably is. Okay. There probably you, were, you is. made a point of saying California. California. Yeah. Um, okay. Villardo and I, uh, along with our families, are going Saturday to see my Yankees take on his Dodgers, and then on Sunday, our buddy Al, from the Hideaway, and his kids are coming with me to uh, watch. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have a Yankee sweep this weekend. That's why Villardo's left the the, the state currently. He's He's dreading this opportunity. Mm -hmm. But that's my inclusion. So I'm going to include Villardo, let him see an actual good baseball team. That'll be uh, interesting. Yeah. We're probably not going to be speaking after the game. I believe he will be painting his face blue and white. Dodger blue and white. Yeah. Yeah. He he does. Do, Sorry, that's not golf talk. Do you know Villardo? Do you know Villardo has Dodgers uh, vans, custom Dodgers vans? <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I haven't seen them, them but I believe Yeah, it. he only wears them to games. And he wears a Tommy Lasorda jersey, which of all the jerseys you're ever going to get. It's number two, right? It Tommy is number Lasorda. two. Yeah. But I don't know why you'd want to look like Tommy under any uh, kind of circumstance. I guess there's a lot of room if you want to have a couple Dodger dogs on the Lasorda jersey. Italian royalty. Yeah. All right. Uh, Howard University. Uh, Lex, who's going to come in here in a second. 
Sean and I were uh, with Chip actually on Monday in our nation's capital, the United States of America, without Joe House there. That was the only disappointed House. House Washington, uh, D.C., District of Columbia. District of you Columbia. Like House likes to call it the DMV because we did technically go into a little bit of Virginia and a little bit of Maryland. Uh, but Stephen Curry announced that he's going to be supporting the Howard University men's and women's golf team. He's going to help fund it for six years where he then hopefully an endowment will take over and uh, get that going forever. And then Callaway announced that we're going to be the equipment partner of Howard University. That kind of seems like that's sort of the epitome of everything you just talked about, right? Absolutely. Like connecting with people, doing something unexpected. Um, it, it was a pretty awesome scene to see it. Um, I, I would be remiss without mentioning Chip made an amazing putt on 18. Oh, did he? To, I haven't seen him to, since then. To, I got to go yeah. to ask him about that. Yeah, just just literally going to it. So the funniest part was on 16 or 17, he had a shot in the fairway. And Sean, it, it's 103 degrees. And Sean is carrying, how, how heavy is that camera, Lex? 40 pounds? Okay, the camera body is 30 pounds. Yeah. The lens is another like... Well, okay, maybe I misspoke. The can it's forty five pounds. Yeah. So Sean Sean is Sean got to the point at one point where he said to me, he's like, Hey, can you carry this? My hands are cramping so bad I can't even carry the camera. <laughs> so we're setting up to to film the shot and and Chip walked up to his ball and it was just a really cool thing. The trains in the background, you know, the D C Metro, and Chip kinda quick hit on us and he, he stuck it and he turned around to Sean and he's like, Did you get that? And Sean's <laughs> like, I I'm didn't dying over here. I didn't and Chip's like I gotta hit it again. You're fired. No. Yeah. But uh so on eighteen we made sure we we got the putt and we got there pretty early. But but kudos to both Lex and Sean who were running around in hundred plus degree heat. It was a mix it was of hot. It was okay. We were filming the presser. This might be TMI, but I don't care. Yeah. So we were filming the presser. It was the first thing that we did. Everybody's under a tent and it's like starting to get a little warm. And I thought that I had like a bug on my leg. And I looked down and it was a drop of sweat. Oh no. Yeah, That's how already. hot it was. it was. It was a mix of sweat. Dirt, because because Langston is not you know a very yeah. wet golf course. A little bit of dirt flying up in the air, sunscreen, um, and and then we got to go fly that night up to Chicopee, <laughs> which thankfully Sean Lex and I just took it for the team, and we just sat in one row because yep. we didn't want to expose anybody to us. Um, and then we went to Chicopee and spent an entire day. Uh, a lot will be announced uh, in the future about what's going on up there, so I don't know what we can and can't say. You can probably say more than us. <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty amazing what's going on up there Lots and, of investment, and, and the people up there. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, cool. Lex. Getting yeah. back to how hot it was, you sure. have because you have very wavy hair. Yes. Uh, what kind of hair situation was going on in that kind of heat? So, <laughs> I <laughs> my hair. I did not even attempt to do anything other than put it in a ponytail. Ah, nice. Shout good. out to our friend Caitlin Bristow. Her scrunchie did not let me down. That day. Hashtag ad. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag not sponsored, but would <laughs> but like it, to be. It should be sponsored. It was it was a pretty cool scene, though. Uh, Otis Ferguson, who's uh, a rising senior at Howard University, who Chip got to spend 18 holes riding with, um, you know, really kind of inspired Stefan for the whole idea. And uh, you're going to hear a lot more of this. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's pretty cool. This is well, pretty and cool. you know, it was really neat for me because I was running audio, so I could hear them the entire time. And Chip was giving Otis like a lot of really good advice because Otis was so nervous that whole round and yeah. he like if he hit like not a great shot which is still better than most people's shots Chip was like really good about encouraging him being like it's like this is just a fun round like it's okay yeah and the biggest biggest lesson Sean Chip, and I learned that's not how Chip plays golf <laughs> well he, I'm gonna a, have to ask him about that Otis was his partner 
Oh, yeah. right, so there you go. Yeah. But uh-huh. purging of his one part. thing, yeah, one thing yeah. that 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 Sean and I learned pretty quickly off the bat was, you know, we're pretty used to filming with tour pros. So when they're hitting a tee shot, there's certain places we go. There's certain, you know, we we got a little too close to the action a couple uh-huh. times. We had a couple, uh, couple of close we had a couple calls. close calls where we're like, uh, let's. We finally started finding trees to go under to shoot because we're like, oh, we could do some artsy stuff like rack focusing on the trees. We just wanted shade and shelter, just because there, there were balls shade flying everywhere. All right. Um, so this is uh, our last conversation as an employee of Cali Golf we're having on the podcast. I thought it was kind of important. That's the first uh, conversation we uh, did Were you at the Golf Channel then? No, no. That, that is from the very first Callaway Live ah. that we did. You can see in the background oh, right. our at control the PGA room. Show. Yeah. PGA Show. We you had, had Lydia Ko there. Lydia Ko and mm-hmm. David Ledbetter yep. as our guests. Mm-hmm. That's funny that those two were together then, huh? Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> given the news of them. We should right try now. to get them again on this. On the Maybe that can be the last show we do. Could be. Make it, uh, but what, what I noticed there is we're both better looking now. Yeah. We're both thinner now. Um, but uh, what an amazing run for five hair, years. You had great hair, though. You had good hair there then. Still. My hair not good now? Well, not no, as good as Velotos. So I had a couple yeah. things I wanted to go over with you. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm, I'm reading a book, or actually listening. Lex got me hooked hey, on you, Audible. Jeff. Audible. I know. Audible.com, not an ever. ad. Uh, Mike Lombardi's book, Gridiron Genius, which uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up a little bit because there's a lot of Belichick references in there. Yep. Um, and uh, as we should get into, Chicopee wasn't so kind to me in terms of Vince showed up wearing a Manny Ramirez jersey. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a Dunkin' Donuts cup actually just split in half while I was holding I'll it. I'll send you the, the picture. It was brutal. It was, but yeah. one of the things that, that Bill Walsh, the late Bill Walsh, told Lombardi that stuck with him was culture can eat strategy for lunch. And I really feel that that's something, you know, that if I'm going to put like in five words... Uh, which that's actually six words, unless you use the number four, which some millennials probably would do. But that's one of the things that I'm taking away from from our five years together was really, yeah, we had strategy and and yeah, we had vision and yeah, we had direction. But really, culture did probably eat that for lunch. Um, well, you know, can you kind of give a, a, a quick I know it's hard. to I don't want to like you're not dying. You're not like we're not going to be able to like not see you again. <laughs> it's like the swan song. I'm I too know. young. It sounds like a retirement. You're like going to be like a mile away. Yes. Um, you, you could be the guy my driving best, around. My best is yet to come. So let's just say well, that right that. out of the yeah. gate. Okay. We know that. But, but right. just can you just, you know, a lot of the questions that came in are about culture. Yeah. But I thought that summed it up best for me. Culture can eat strategy for lunch. There's no doubt. I've heard that quote too, not attributed to Bill Walsh. He, he's somebody else said it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, because your, your strategies are going to change. They, you know, if you if you start out right with the right the right vision, create a compelling vision for where you want to go. And what are the strategies that layer into that vision? What makes it what makes it work is how are you going to come together to share the way you're going to work and the environment you want to create to win. And those should not change. And that those are enduring. That's how you get diverse uh, backgrounds, diverse people, diverse ways of thinking. But you all should share the same values on how you see working together. And to me. Culture is really simple, and I've defined this a lot with you guys, is culture, very simply, is how do you solve problems together under stress? Your, your, your culture is, doesn't reveal itself when things are great. Look at us there, Jeff. See yeah. how great things are there? The culture doesn't reveal itself there. Culture, and let's go Callaway Live terms. Culture reveals itself three months later when we launched that show for real and Tim Brando's on. And our audio goes dead. Yeah. And we were doing the show live. 
Um, were you there? Were you here then, Lex? That was no? Alan Mulally was my first show. Oh, yeah. that was a great one to it start. Was a great with. one. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of compelling visions, mm-hmm. um, that's Alan's Tim Brando. Also, would have been a great show to start with. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> digging you out of that so hole. So Lex, so yeah. you know, we'll just this see this is CMP lands. This yeah. is not uh, mm-hmm. you know the other parts of our business. You know, what? let's put a brief pause in there. Let's put that clip in right now yeah, yeah, yeah. of Sean and Tim Brando. Do you have it? Yeah, we have it right now. <laughs> I love to play. Uh, when I'm not calling football, basketball now primarily. But in my earliest days, uh, I was watching and calling every imaginable sport there was. Uh, At ESPN, where I started nationally, I did 25 different sports. Now, I didn't know there were 25 different sports when I got into this business. But I was sort of like the Mikey in the the cereal commercial. That's who I was. It's like if if Jim Simpson didn't want to do it, if Roger Twible didn't want to do it, uh, if uh, anybody, it's like, give it to Brando. He'll do anything. And so I, I did that. And uh, so is, uh, is everything okay? Yeah, we're just, uh, the guys are just Was, uh, live, live TV, paid no attention to... Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Come here, come here. Come here, talk about quick. my time. Come here. It's our guy. It's our guy here. Was, uh, was it as good for you as it was for him? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, there's the clip. I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, I hope we have that clip. The audio goes dead. Why? Because my battery failed. Yeah. And we should have Sean in here. Sean yeah. is panicked. He's sweating more <laughs> than he did probably in 103 degree t- yeah. heat, and everything was cramping, not just his hands. Yeah. The man bun even cramped. Right. Yeah. So that is when your culture shows up. Yeah. And so what is what does that mean? shit happens man yep. so how, we're gonna roll with it and that's 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 really a key element of our of our um of our values here is shit's gonna happen yep. and things are gonna be different and things are gonna change and you're not gonna succeed all the time nobody bats a thousand doing any job because if you play it safe flex here's another thing that I, i'm gonna say and it made me think of my golf spot Who? why did it make me think of my <laughs> golf spot oh, God. it made me think of 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 criticism and if you if you play it safe to avoid criticism then you know the best way to avoid criticism don't do say nothing don't take it do nothing be nothing (laughs) yep so you know i never wanted that for the team here i always wanted the team here to take risks and risk doesn't mean you're you're walking out risk doesn't mean hey lex hold this knife and run with it pointing towards the ceiling as fast as you can. That, not, that's not what it means. But it means, hey, Lex, why don't you and some of the people in the office do something different and outstanding for Women's Golf Day? And and don't play it down the middle. Do something that has never been done before. And you're not going to fail. If you do it with a pure heart and, and courage, you're not going to fail. And um, so, yeah, our, our batteries went out. <laughs> We're doing a live show. Yeah. And of all the people to have on the show, Tim Brando is the perfect person to see because, again, culture. Yeah. He sees this happening, and it gets back to one of my 10 things that I shared with you guys when I told you I was throwing in the towel when I was quitting. Wait, wait, when wait. When I was retired. You are? When I was retired from this Does show. anyone, did the listeners know that? Just now? Yeah. Then? I don't know. Okay. But anyway. I do now. Um, is surround yourself with people that want you to win and you know tim is certainly that way come came out here did did our show he wants us to win 
and he sees this going down and he knows, all right, I got to fill some space here. You see this going down. You're directing the show. Keep the camera on Tim Brando. And why Tim is the perfect person? Because he loved the camera on him. No, I'm just kidding. Why is the perfect person? Because he sees it going on and he wants me to win. Yeah. And so he wants us to win. And that's, you know, that that's ultimately getting back to the your original question. Culture is everything. If you're not building a culture with the right people in the right places, believing in the right things, then you're just you're never gonna you're never gonna achieve the type of results that are possible. Yeah, and I do think that uh, on top of all that, that Tim Brando would have just kept talking anyway, whether you or your <laughs> microphone worked or not. Anyway, like I said, he's the perfect person for that. So like yeah. you know, sometimes you need that that bounce off the tree to go back into the fairway. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, I got a few other questions for you. But That's golf. See, it's I golf metaphor. That, yeah, I'm glad we're talking a little bit of golf. Yep. Before I do that, Lex would like to share some things she's learned from you. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do. I okay. have. I think it's ten. She didn't just walk in I'm with a laptop. Be, I'm gonna be. I love that. I'm gonna be quick. You can okay. be as slow as you want because this is my last time on the ship. I know. Show. So I this got is a whole. A, this is a ninety-minute show. Yeah. Last Big time deal. as an employee. Yes, true. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, you just said my first one. Surround yourself with people that want you to win. Um, sensitive people can be effective leaders, which is important to me because you know that I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hey, can I, can I, um, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. But I'll make, I'll piggyback off of that. Sure. Is the, the only way to be an effective leader is to be your authentic self. Yeah. And if you're a sensitive person and you, uh, let your, your feelings guide how you engage with folks, that's authentic to you. So, um, people will appreciate that about you as a leader. Don't try to suppress that. In other words, if you're somebody who uh, I just had this conversation with with Dave Novak on Monday, we were talking a lot about this authentic leadership is whoever you are is what's going to make you the most effective leader of anything or just most effective person. So you can't try to be something that you're not. So if you if you took that as, I, hey, it's OK to be sensitive. That's awesome because it is because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right for you to try to show up as some stoic statue. No, I never could do it. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. If you know me, you know that that's not possible. Um, let people know that you give a shit and actually give a shit. I'm gonna have to, I don't have to beat myself. We've decided to let that one fly. Um, comfort zones are really restricting. Break out of them as soon as you can. Teamwork really does make the dream work. Sometimes you need to take a step back in order for others to grow and there's enough room for everybody. Change can be a good thing. Um, how you react is more important than what happens to and around you. You are acutely responsible for your own upward trajectory. You said that to me after our reviews last year. And the most important thing you Hold can do... Hold on, we do, do reviews? <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing you can do is know your values. Yep, those are all really good ones. And they all really resonate with me so i'm, I'm glad that you actually yeah. uh, learned something around here lex congratulations on that <laughs> um the i mean everything that you said re- read the read those again okay so read the last four to me the now. last four yeah change can be a good thing okay so that one jeff is we're gonna get a little deep here change is going to happen always it is really? going to happen yes <sighs> yes change is gonna that. happen changes changes um is inevitable you know your own development and the way that you respond to it is 
is optional. So there's that dumb, maybe Bill Walsh said this, you know, when he was a young guy, he was the smartest person in the room and he thought he could change the world. And when he was older, he was wise and realized he could only change himself. I yeah. think he said that, didn't he, yep. Bill Walsh? Yep. And that's true, is how are you going to respond to the inevitable change around you? And that's tied to your last one, which is about your values. The only way to be able to do that is to know your values intimately, what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, both of you are this way is like people and relationships matter. And if you're going to put the successes of other people, this is to your zero something that you were talking about, or you didn't use that phrase, but there's enough, oh, there's enough space for uh -huh. people to win. That's a really, that's a thing I think, especially here that was really critical for us out of the gate when we were building the ship and trying to staff the ship, put the right people on the ship is... And it's hard for people, particularly younger people, because they see um, they see somebody else succeeding and they think that's a promotion that I, I'm not getting or that's recognition I'm not getting. And that's, that's such a uh, restricting way of living your life and to working in an environment. And you probably dealt with this quite a bit, Jeff, in your broadcast career of how do you really assemble a great team is is um everybody on the team has to have the mentality then this is like you know the, the the vision for what would be the ultimate team is if the successes of the other people on their team were as important to everyone on the team as it was their individual successes and that's that's hard to do but i think we've gotten pretty close to that yeah for sure um you know to jeff's point like our review process is pretty simple it doesn't, it, it's, it's mainly about culture because your strategies are going to change. And, they're, yeah. you know, obviously we're, we're really um, interested in the results that we deliver. And I was thinking about this on the ride home because ultimately it has to lead to some sort of result that you're desiring, whether it's mm -hmm. for yourself, if you, I mean, look at those uh, not in decent shape guys. <laughs> yeah. The result that we're after, you know, physically or mentally or emotionally, ultimately you need to see the results happen. And when you go from your intention to action, nobody cares what you want. I don't care what you want. I care what you're going to be willing to do and the hustle that you're going to show every single day. I don't care that you tell me you're team oriented. I want to see it. I don't care that you tell me that you're willing to go the extra mile to make your your teammates succeed. I want to see that in action. And I think that we that's the centerpiece of a lot of what we're about here at Callaway, certainly within Callaway marketing. None of that matters unless the results happen. So, oh, you create we created a great environment down there and your shares went down. Okay. Yeah. They'd have some some other cat in here yeah. running the group, right? Yeah, that wouldn't have gone over so well. Just so happens, and I'll say it because it needs to be said, seven years ago, our wood share in the U.S. was around 13. Our iron share was about the same. Our ball share is about seven. All those shares have essentially tripled um, since we've been here. So guess what? It works. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, I got a couple more I for you Jeff before. I to move on. He did. No, I'm trying to not cry, so I'm doing a oh. good job oh, so far. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple of things that kind of came from the group. Have ever seen you cry, group. Jeff? Have I ever seen you cry? I don't think so. No, you're I pretty, don't do it very often. Yeah, you're pretty. Uh, I laughed though recently. I see you laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I laugh remember that. that often. I heard about that. Yeah. Do you want to know what I laughed at finally? 
Yeah. Because we didn't say it on the show. Did you? Did I you don't hear? think I did. I mean, I did hear. So, yeah. so we have a very high tech washer and a very low tech dryer in the house that we rent. And the first time I think that Harper did her laundry, after we moved into the house, uh, Paige put laundry in or detergent in the dispenser. And then for how long is the story? By the way, I'm just curious. it's just about over. Okay. For <laughs> almost a year later, every time Harper did her laundry, she thought there was automatic detergent, so she'd been washing her clothes for almost a year with no soap. In water. <laughs> water. Well, at least she's trying. Yeah, and now she's putting soap in there. That's good. So it's even better. All right. Uh, things you are most proud of, even though you're not dying and you are not retiring. Yeah. Things you're most proud of over your times here at Callaway Golf. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I actually am not somebody that ever thinks that I'm defined by the results. So I should say that having just said, you know, I'm in the job that has to create results. Fine. I never look at, um, I never look at how I view myself as being about those results. So what I'm really the most proud of is the, the people that we've been able to, to have on this team and to get to work with every, every day. Sing and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm look. I'm thinking of Lex cause you guys are right here, but, and I just, I have such an appreciation for the fact that I've had the opportunity to have a job where the best part about it is I get to pick who I work with and um, hand me those Kleenex Lex, would you? So uh, I look at Lex who came, you came, you were, you were doing, you were working for Fox, I guess. Yep. And I just think of like, how, you're in your twenties. Yep. I was about to say, how old are you? Lex, <laughs> Lex is in her twenties. You don't have to say. I have a birthday coming up. But it's okay. Lex is one of the true innovators. And um, we talked about this last week mm -hmm. is uh, Lex is truly a pioneer because she has been on the ground floor and integral to our creation of one of the first, if not the first truly branded content powerhouses that wasn't just content for content's sake but truly was attached to business results. And it's a model, we're still on the forefront of that. In five years, I, I'm guessing that you're gonna see a lot more of it. Lex is part of that. But not only was she a part of that, but like just look at the way that she conducts her business. Like she wants, does she want her colleagues to succeed? Yeah, yeah. every time. Have you ever heard Lex talk about her own, her own successes or achievements? Never. Nope. Um, and so I think like those are the things I'm most proud of are just the people that we've had here and the their true love for not just their work, um, but the the people that they work with and also the who we do this for, which are golfers. Yeah, we do it for the mics of the world that was on the beginning of the show. Like we, that's why we do it. We want to make the game more fun and enjoyable um, for folks like that. Strangest moments may or may not involving Ethan Gnot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You guys weren't here for this, but this predated Cowboy Live by a mile. But we really wanted to be for. I have a thing. This will definitely be part of my new venture, but is one of the values I have is either be first or be next. Meaning you're not always going to be first, 
But if you're not first, then you better be close second and next. Don't wait too long to do anything. So whether that's launch a product or do something. So we really wanted to be pioneers in live, live content. Why? I don't know. We just thought that was like yeah. a cool freewheeling thing that, that people should see from our brand of yeah. like, holy heck, holy, holy heck. I wouldn't mm. have said heck if this were, uh, you know, I don't want an explicit rating on this podcast. That's right. But can you believe that some brand like Callaway would do live show? And we did a few live shows, um, Kings of Distance year. I can't remember what year that was. It might have been 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is about, again, how willing are you to put yourself out there in an authentic way with no safety net, show vulnerability to, to not just your people you work with, but to, the, to your, your consumer and fans of your brand. And we had Ethan <laughs> dressed up as I think we had him as a, a cowboy once we had him as a in a spacesuit once yeah. I don't even remember why we did the spacesuit oh maybe because we're in Orlando I yeah. guess maybe yeah and yeah, makes sense we had tour players smashing golf balls at him out in the uh we did not clear this with HR <laughs> or right. our law department we normally didn't do a lot with them. we asked for forgiveness quite a bit yeah. never permission it happens and um and that's you know again getting back to your question of like what are you most proud of like a guy like Ethan to do that for his colleagues and the people that follow Callaway, like that's just, that's our culture. And uh, it's awesome. And that's just one example because I couldn't go through a million Ethan stories because right. he's just too odd a guy. Yeah. Well, that could be a new <laughs> podcast we do. How odd is Ethan? Uh, one more of those for a quick word association, then we'll get to Lexus Bachelor in Paradise recap. The moment you would want a mulligan on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to work golf into this a little bit. <laughs> I guess, I I this isn't even a this isn't even a I'm not even saying this to be compelling, but I don't I don't look at it. I never look at it that way. I don't ever look at oh I wish I could have done that differently. I always look at it as if things didn't work out quite the way that you wanted them to, then we learned a lot about it. You know, so um, we've had a lot of stuff that whether it was events or ads. I guess what I, I'll go, I'll I'll tell you what it is, Jeff. Right. As long as we're talking, although we learned a lot, and now like it's an awesome story. This is um, if whenever why don't you and I write like the uh, the oral history of Callaway, 2012 to 2019. Oh, I like this. You like this? Yeah. Can we do it as an audible book though so, too? Because yeah. I'm just so big audible. on audible right now. now. This predated you by a few months. Our first Callaway live ever. Yeah. We had Dick Enberg, and he was awesome. Um, but even that was funny. He showed in, he showed up and like, he was grumpy. May he rest in peace. Yeah. But I see why he, he was old and, uh, it was his one off day. It was his one off day. <laughs> so he's coming up and here. He came up here to do some dumb show with golf company. Yeah. And, uh, I, and so we met, we met Dick. This isn't even actually the story. I was, I was working with him at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. like super nice guy, but like, okay, you know, he's here to, he's here to do a job. Like it yeah. didn't occur to me. Oh, he's here to do a job. Right. So I we met with, with Dick, and he was, you know, he wasn't like Mr. Friendly. No. Can we say that? On a scale of zero to 10, 10 meaning like if Tim Brando's a 10 friendliness, right. where was Dick Ember? He was in the lower end. He was single digits, <laughs> ones or twos. But the other thing is, though, 
How did they not send anybody with him? He came by himself. I know! Anyway. Even Keith Jackson didn't come by himself. I know. That, but thanks to D-Mob for giving yeah. us that information. So <laughs> yes. anyway, so Dick Enverg shows up. And if 10 is a Tim Brando, yeah. Dick is like a 1 yeah. or a 2. And so we uh, he went off to study his lines for the bit that he did. Right. With, he did it. He was into it. With Ethan, who was also strange in the bit. Yeah. <laughs> they go off to do the bit. Okay, uh, Mr. Dick. Great, thanks again for being here. You just go this way, you read your lines. Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Great, happy to do it. Walks away. And I turn to Jeff and I'm like, oh my God, what have we gotten into? Because we're doing the show live, Lex. Yeah. In one hour, we are live. We did them yeah. all live back then. I know. Yeah. And so um, that was uh, that was really funny. Anyway, the show, the show went great. And Dick, that's also one of my points, is like, that's a pro. He, yeah. When the lights came on, his his energy level and friendliness went from that one to a ten, and yeah. that's that's what he's a performer. And then after the show, it stayed at a ten because we discovered that he liked wine. Yes, <laughs> but he's coming off of that post show euphoria, mm-hmm. yeah. which uh, that's another thing like that we love about our content model is we get that feeling. Any any theater kids out there, whatever you have that post show euphoria. Oh yeah, and we have that all the time here now. Um, we'll see if we have it after this podcast. I doubt it, but we'll see. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, the second show we are going to do. It just so happens we get to, we're going to go do this live show, um, on location. We're at a Top Golf. I'm so glad Dallas, you brought this up. That's where I was about to go. Was it? Okay, yeah. so we're at a Top Golf in Dallas. Yeah. Now, what regrets do I have? I wish that entire show. I wish <laughs> that I had had the experience to know. That was going to be a disaster. I didn't learn that until after we'd done the show. Fortunately, we didn't do the show live. So what was a disaster about it? Well, Top Golf is a great venue, but it's not really set up to do the type of show that we we're going to do. No. And that show would have been fine if it was like the 10th or the 12th. Well, can we give people a little more context? <laughs> so the context was we were going to have Scott Brown, yeah, Danny Lee, uh-huh. Colt Nose uh-huh. and Andres Gonzalez yeah. hit golf balls, and then in between that, talk to you, and where there's no studio audience, and right. it was me, Villardo, Tony, Rihanna, yeah. Otzen. That yeah. was our team. So we had there was no one there. Um, no because, one there. Because, there was a storm. Because a storm came in, and like nobody was going out in that tornado storm, warnings. But we had to do the show. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So we did the show. It was awful. Like yeah. awful. Like yeah. Jeff. It's probably as straight talk as Jeff and I've gotten yeah. that we were like, that was awful. I don't know yeah. what to do. We can't air it. It's terrible. Right. Um, and so we we didn't air it. What was you what wa- was what was the saving grace though? The saving grace was there a saving grace? Yeah, the audio didn't record. I was gonna oh, say, yeah. <laughs> do you wanna know something? Is that a real story or did we make that up that it didn't record? I made it doesn't up. Doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter I, no. Every year that I have since I have been here and been like the keeper of the footage, uh-huh. yeah. someone has come to me and said, Where's the second episode <laughs> yeah. of Callaway we go from Live? One to three. Yeah. Because that's it goes from lore. one to three yeah. and the other I thing say, that's funny the other thing that's funny is we should just finally get that audio and we should just put it out there. Oh my god. Because it, it was couldn't so, have been worse. it was so horribly bad. And you know how I am. I look if it's bad, you know what my policy is, air it. Yeah. I love it's on, it's on me. Let's I go. love the bombing. I it love was, screwing up in content. Bad. You guys know I always like one take. We're not gonna do multiple takes. Yeah. This one was so bad that I couldn't even do that and yeah. feel because oh it would have ruined 
And I do, I do have to say, I don't think it's ever been said publicly, Scott Brown was the MVP of that show, though. Oh, yeah. No, it, it wasn't was, their fault at all. No, because no, no. They're just no. tour players. They don't, do you, they don't know what the show is. Do, they don't do know remember, what the vibe is. So, so the one thing that stuck in my head from that show is the question you asked Colt Nost and his answer, because Colt Nost lives not far from that Top Golf, and that was when they played two weeks in a row in Texas. Yeah. And you said, what's the, the biggest benefit of playing at home as opposed to the rest of the year when you're on the road? He goes, well, he goes, I get to lay in my own bed, and I know which way it spins. Yeah, that was funny. That was the highlight of it. All right. we got to find the audio for that oh, answer. We, we will definitely try to find that and play it here. All right, Villardo coming up. We'll have a hard knocks review, but not really because he completely screwed it up. I have finally <laughs> solved the problem of the dumb shitting bird, and I will give everyone that. But first, Lex. The Bachelor in Paradise recap. Okay. So I watched this show. I watched both episodes back to back on the flight home, and I would not recommend it. It was too much drama yeah, thank to you, handle. Thank you, Chris Harrison. And I was, thank you, Chris. I was totally exhausted. Uh, both the male models went home, and so did Onyeka. Hannah um, finally chose, Hannah G, I should say, because there were two Hannahs in this episode. Hannah G finally chose Dylan, who's actually San Diego-based. Shout out, Dylan. Um, Christina keeps Blake around by giving him a rose, and she says she wants him to suffer a little bit while he watches Dylan and Hannah be together. That's kind of cruel. Then this girl named, well, I call her Canadian Caitlin. She comes in, and she dates Blake, because everybody dates Blake. And Bachelorette Hannah, Hannah Brown, comes to talk to Demi, because we know that Demi had dated a girl back home. And so Demi says she's still thinking about her and um, that since that girl is not there she hasn't had the chance to explore all of her opportunities for love like everyone else is so Chris Harrison comes to her and says that he's brought this girl here to paradise her name is Christian as soon as Demi sees her it's like all over like she is like in tears they're crying they're kissing like she's so happy so she goes and she breaks up with Derek and then they set up they give Derek this like beautiful setup to be the next bachelor. He said he handles it really well. He says, I'm glad you're moving toward makes you happy. Like it sucks that it's not me. I don't get to decide this. And he starts talking about how he's insecure and he keeps wondering if it's something that he could have done. He keeps getting rejected the same way all the time. And she says, it's nothing that you could have done. Blah, blah, blah. She introduces her girlfriend to the group. They go on a date. And then all of a sudden they're saying, I love you out of nowhere and the Christian the girlfriend is saying that she is kind of pissed that Demi put her through all of this but she forgives her and then um and then we find out next week Chris Harrison's going to change the rules of paradise and I don't know what, what that means. get him on the phone I'm yeah. sure that we that can. means that he's playing golf right now I'm sure that that means that like somehow they're going to it's like going to be shorter or something and huge know. huge announcement yeah. you are going next week I am. To the finale. You're on the show? Oh, you're going to oh, be on gosh, the show. Oh, gosh, no. Well, I'm, no, I'm no. asking Chris to put her on the show. Oh, but she no. doesn't want to do that. No. Lex, I say this I as don't your friend. Think... Never, ever go on that I show. I don't think that is the place Never, for me. Never, no. go on that I show. don't. But go watch the, the show. Do. You won't find love am, there. I'm, you aren't going to find love there. You know where you're going to find love? I'll tell you right now. Oh, please. On Twitter. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting thing. Maybe no. on Hacker's Paradise. I'm really excited. Oh, that's I... a perfect transition. Oh, oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> on that before. note. All right, Lex. Thanks, guys. She's I'm going, going back. back to the control room. Yep. Uh, again, we want to hear more from you. Ship show CallawayGolf.com or call us 760-804-GOLF. I find it amazing that we got the phone number golf I know. at the golf company, that no one had that. Uh, so the first question is from JB uh, from the Hacker's Paradise. JB, will, the jefe. Will you accept his invitation to play as part of Team THP in this year's granddaddy. In this year's granddaddy? Yeah. You're in not going to be an employee of Callaway Golf. Well, yeah. we, I'll, talk, I'll talk to JB about that offline. Okay. So you're not going to I'm in it to win it. I mean, it, that would be that would be like turning heel. I know. Right That's in the center be, of the ring. I would it'd be the Hulk Hogan. heel before, it'd be it'd, turning. It'd be the Hulk Hogan NWO moment, right. or it would be when he came back to be the real right. American hero. Yeah, I'll have to think about okay. that. Okay. 
Uh, Chuck Hoffman. First and foremost, I hope all is well on the health front. Can we just answer that once and for all? You're I'm healthy. Fine. I know, but people want to know that. I know. Now on to how I'm Harry's affected I'm my good. golf life. I'm good now. Harry was the reason I'm now on golf social media. I was playing another brand. Heck, he used to work there. I was in the market for a change, and there was Harry on Twitter and THP. Hmm. Thank you, Harry. Bunker Snot, also known as Shane. <laughs> Everyone has been sharing their Harry stories. How about a couple of stories from the man himself of classic interactions with a couple of Zoo Crew members? Best wishes to Harry and the Ship Show gang, keeping up the great work. All right, so I figured of the Zoo Crew members, people probably know the best, Chad and AJ. Yeah. You discovered them when they were both eight or nine. <laughs> yes. And now they're now they're fathers. I know. I mean, talk about I that know. journey. Now you're going to make me cry. It's, well, it, the tissues are right there. It's um, There's too many stories to tell, and the I really will miss the people here for sure. And... uh you know, I'll be, I'll be, I hope deeply connected with all of you folks as much as you w would like, even as I'm not here, but to see the, the folks here that you were mentioned just grow into, you know, bona fide adults. And, um, I think I said this when I talked to the group a couple weeks ago, but you know, for hashtag Chad to be really literally, literally, he literally fell off a, a turnip truck. Yeah onto our front porch <laughs> here at Callaway, but to see him grow up to be not just a phenomenal expert at his field and to embrace everything that we're about here, but to be, I mean, he's inspiring to me as a father. See what happened there? I know. It's dusty in this room. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm not going to grab the Kleenex, but it's awesome. And AJ and, just there's so much um there's just so much love for one another here and you know i hope that the people that like our brand see that in the work we do for you because they're it's the same that same love that we have for each other we put into the work that we do to get you all excited about playing well i like i did a y'all there that's another hashtag chad is y'all yeah he I'm, says from, I'm from atlanta let's hear from our buddy other josh other josh what's up i want the other josh though which josh is this hey guys the other josh from Charleston. South Carolina. I'm calling on Tuesday, so one, I want to wish Harry a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Saw that pop up on Twitter today. And also, I just wanted to say, while me and Harry and I have not had any direct interaction in person or anything, no, you know, anything like that, uh, I do want to say thank you for all the interactions we've had on online, on Twitter, between each other. Uh, you've always been very helpful, cordial, and the energy you bring to the industry is just outstanding um, so you know as much as anybody can say thanks for all you've done for Callaway everything you know everybody there and hopefully whatever your future has coming is good and good luck for you how, how did none of these callers actually just ask you point blank what you're doing? By the way, how about the thunderstorm that other Josh was driving through there? You heard that. the windshield wipers like, rain in it. Drive carefully yeah. there. Maybe go home, Josh, and call us a little bit later. Uh, Boater. I had the honor and privilege of yes, meeting and playing golf Boater. with Harry when I was a participant in the Granddaddy in 2018. Yep. I, just I have you. so many wonderful memories from that trip. But one of the things that stuck out most to me was a speech about golf Harry gave before we left. He said, golf is more than a game we just play or watch on TV. It's about respect. It's about bringing people together. It's about morality. I can honestly say Harry has changed the way I look at golf after that. And now, whenever I hear the phrase about growing the game, 
I have a much better understanding of what that means and what Callaway as a company is trying to accomplish. Thanks, Harry, and good luck. P.S. I will never forget your birdie on number one. I literally had a birdie on number one because I hit, I, I sculled yep. a pitching wedge from 125 yards or something, and it hit a bird. Right. May he rest in peace. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish you would have done it to the bird at my house. Uh, yes. Shane Wu. We have uh, sound from Shane Wu, also known as Shane Bot. Hey, everybody. This is Shane, uh, a.k.a. Shane Wu, a.k.a. Shane Bot. I just said that. I'm just Sounds calling a little to bit say like uh, thank you Smith. and good luck to Harry. Um, thanks for all the laughs. Thanks for letting the, uh, the granddaddy with the Hacker's Paradise, thanks for letting that be a thing. Uh, pretty amazing, uh, unreal event that I was lucky enough to be in last year. Um, a quick story: I was I was uh, last day on singles. I was teamed up with Frank, our captain, the team team THP captain. I clobbered Frank, and uh, he of course was going yeah, up covers. against uh, Harry, and I was going up against Ian, and uh, <clears throat> Frank was. Uh, Consistently hitting, uh, unfortunately, uh, driver out of bounds or close to out of bounds, or he'd yes. have to hit a provisional or he up a second it. ball. Yeah, that's pretty wide. And uh, about four or five holes in, um, Harry uh, jokes that oh, oh well, I should say that then Frank would uh, tee up a second ball and he'd hit it perfect, right right in the middle, like uh, so, I mean, you know, two forty, two fifty or something, yep. just perfect. Smoke it, and uh, you know a few times after this happened, Harry kind of makes a joke. Hey, uh, maybe we should uh, start saying uh, tee up a second one before you even hit the first one, Frank. And and uh, he kind of recruits me, and and you know I join in with the joke, join in on the joking, and uh, we decide that we're going to uh, try to convince Frank that he's hitting his second drive. Uh, from now the whole, on, the whole round when we he's seeing up his wow. first one, yeah, we went. And, uh, I think we were convinced it works once or twice, but we got a good laugh out of that. And I think it exemplifies <laughs> how Harry was uh, always uh, uh, fun to be around and joking around and um, figuring out ways to help people. You know, even if it was a serious or whether it was serious or a silly moment. Um, and uh, I think you know, I, I admire that about Harry, and I, I think um, uh, always. Uh, like to uh, see things like that so uh thanks again harry and thanks uh, i should say for the leadership uh advice on books and uh things that i've seen on twitter and uh hashtag ball war that inspired oh. me to make my entry and that got me into the granddaddy when i did the hashtag sweater war um so thanks again harry and, and best of luck we have the Take world's longest uh answering machine because it can record some lengthy messages yeah i love that i Thank remember you, that Shane. so frank frank not playing well yeah. so we went through the whole rest of the round pretending that he had already hit his first tee shot out of bounds oh well so as we got to the tee box i went through this oh man yeah i think you're gonna have to re-tee that to see see if we could and then shane played along him. with you like, yeah. yeah that one yeah, definitely went over the trees i don't think it worked for the whole round have you tried it with aj yet because aj really struggles <laughs> off the tee all right two more uh listener things and a couple last things before we let you get out of here uh what's the biggest strategic impact or change harry has had at callaway that's from our buddy Dave Blaylock. Mm. You sort of answered that a little bit earlier, but... We did? Yeah. Okay. All right, listen to it earlier in the show, Dave. All and right. then Anthony C. Harry, you're an awesome guy and deserve the best. You're my favorite Callaway person besides Petra. Good luck and be well. 
<laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. So, all right. Velardo Hard Knocks. And, I mean, being second place to Petra. Yeah, that's no, pretty that's, good company. That is good pretty good company. company. Absolutely. Um, did you watch Hard Knocks yet this week? No, it was aired last night, right? Uh, two nights ago. Oh, it was Wednesday. Tuesdays. Oh, it was Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah. Did it used to be Wednesdays? I don't know. Oh, okay. So, um, we made a deal with Velardo. How long does Hard Knocks last? It's five weeks. Yeah, five weeks, an hour each. So, right? we asked Velardo, all you got to do is sometime between Tuesday evening and Thursday. Watch it. Call Lex. You don't even have to watch it. Just make it up mm -hmm. and give us your opinion on what happened on the show. Just watch one clip on Twitter and then give us your prediction for the Raiders record. It's week three and he's already stopped doing it. Here's what he just sent me. In the middle of a meeting. Sorry, just realized I didn't send the recap. I meant to watch last night and send. Flight delayed and got in late. Sorry, I haven't watched it yet. Can we just skip my recap this week? Or better yet, you can fill in for me because I'm out of town. Sorry, trying to get all this digital, oh, whatever, that's real work, and tough week to do with whatever comes What is the over-under, in your opinion, on Raiders wins this Well, let year? me tell you what Villardo said week one. I can't listen to him because he'll say, oh, we're going to go 10 and 6. He said 9 and 7. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no I think the couple takeaways are, is the kid Dodds, is that his name, the wide receiver? The kid from Alameda who they show, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's perfectly the guy that John Gruden's going to cut. Um, I think there may be six wins. Maybe six wins. And if Derek Carr would not play, they would be like a two-win team. I think yeah. they're awful. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that they're going to go five and eleven. Yeah, they're bad. Because mm -hmm. there's no there's no upside for them to be good this year. Because they they got one more year where they're in Oakland, right? Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. And then they they really need to be good next year when they get finally to Las which is Vegas. why it was smart to give away all your draft picks yeah for next year so they'll stink this year yeah. five and eleven the uh, the the couple takeaways from this episode is I felt like they were very content light in the episode because they did like three or four of those kind of vignette things that are so out of place uh, they had a uh, one of the backup tight ends guy with long hair riding on a boat in Sausalito for absolutely no reason then they had to throw a couple catches at him the Waller story is pretty cool yeah David Waller I remember that story. Um, yeah, Luke Wilson, not the uh, Luke Wilson from oh, Callaway Live. Yeah, um, but I thought that was there's a lot of those. Uh, the Frank Caliendo bit was funny, but if you're going to the Frank Caliendo well, you've clearly run out of ideas because <laughs> you talked about being first and being next. Yes. I think Frank Caliendo on no. on Hard Knocks may mean you're last. No. So that kind of bothered me, but I am excited because tonight um, my Dolphins are on national television playing the Jaguars. Oh, nice. Uh, this is funny. Fox requested a Dolphins game to do a, a, a promo shoot for the Super Bowl and to kind of do a practice run for how oh, the really? stadium will look like. And they kind of felt like they weren't going to get a Dolphins game on national TV all year. So Troy and Joe are like flying in to call this game. To do a and the only game. thing they could give them was the Jaguars. And and my buddy Bill Richards, who produces Fox NFL Sunday, is like, we're getting a lot of stuff done. He goes, not really about tonight's game, but they're, they're super excited. And college football this weekend. I know. So it's funny football. how fast this yeah. uh, year went by. All right, so two more things. Uh, the, yes. dumb, the dumb bird update. Uh, did you hear about my dumb bird a couple weeks ago? No. So I have a bird that we have like a little overhanging porch where I put a TV and a couple couches outside. It's my favorite area to sit because we live in San Diego. The weather is always perfect. Yep. And with this nice carpet out there and this bird sits on the, the uh, pendant lights. How long is this story? Lights. It's almost over. Okay. And it shits nonstop. <laughs> so I've tried everything under the sun. Velardo had a couple ideas to get like one of those owls. So I bought these products. They're little spinners uh, that kind of hang on almost like the nails where Christmas lights are. And we're 10 days in, no bird shit. Nice. So Amazon, as Ian calls it, Amazon uh, has saved me one again. So if everybody, because a couple people on the show, including Any Chance Alex, send in ways to get rid of the bird, uh, the bird seems to no longer be a problem. Uh, Tuesday, Finley and I are going to be in here. 
I have not done a podcast with Finley, but Finley's doing podcasts with Lex on some of our super fans. Excellent. We're not going to call them super fans because that's Howard's term. We're going to just probably go to the A15s or something. We had okay. Ramon on last week. So uh, that was a pretty exciting Love episode. Lex, do you know who we're having on Tuesday? Okay, we don't know who it's going to be, but maybe it'll be uh, someone uh, who sent an email into you earlier. Okay. So last thing I want to do, and uh, you can pass me those anytime. Here's uh, just kind of give you my thank you. Oh, don't do this. Well, I'm just going to do it real quick. Okay. You've, you you, you've completely. Oh, right that mic. was a good throw. If the mic would have done, right that was better right. than, yeah. than Matt Ryan up there. But you've uh, you've completely changed my life, both uh, on the course and off the course, and uh, I'm always going to be indebted for that. Jeff, this will give you a little insight into what's next for me. I, but I don't want to know till September 1st. I'm not going to tell you. I'm okay, just going to tell you. You changed your life. Not me. You did. And that's the lesson, is that you have the power, you, everyone listening, you have the power to be whoever you want. If you want to be a happier person, you can do it. You want to be a more fit person, you can do it. You want to be a more successful person, you can do it. But it's up to you. And getting back to what I was talking about earlier with Lex, no one cares what your intentions are. No one cares what you want. What matters is what are you going to do to 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 go achieve it, and what are you going? What are you willing? What work are you willing to put into it? So, um, you did this. You changed your life. I remember when you got here. You weren't you weren't that happy a guy, as I recall. Do you remember that? Can you see that picture? Do you remember that guy? Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do. You weren't that happy a guy. It's funny, I don't really recognize him. And you had some you had some hardwiring that you wanted to uh, you wanted to fix. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't want to fix, but you needed to fix it because that was related to your happiness. Yeah. And um, all I did is I, I made you know I cared and I was going to hold you accountable to make those changes. And you did it. Yeah. But you see, that's, that. but that's, that's the thing that I think, you know, when, when people have called me, uh, besides Tim Brando, Tim, you Tim says hi, by the way. Um, but people have called and said, well, why is Harry leaving? Or I don't get it. Or, you know, and then people have said like, well, you got to kind of put in a perspective kind of what Harry does. And, and kind of what I say is I don't think people realize, um, a lot of people say you're, you're, you're not, all, you're, you're the big idea guy. And, and you're the guy who encourages and leads um, kind of, you know, with culture and these other things. But there's also moments where you get very, you know, micro and get very into the XO. And I remember you called me in your office one day and basically, um, you know, to use the hard knocks example, it would be, you know, Gruden calling the quarterback in and saying, you know, Mike Glennon with your, your eight inch neck. What the hell are you throwing there? That guy's not open and you just threw it into double coverage. And, and that just ruined my whole weekend, Glennon, with the eight-inch neck. That was my bad Gruden imitation. But I got that talk from you. Yeah. And, and that's if people ask me what's been the most important moment of you know the five years, almost five years that I've worked with you here, it wasn't doing a show. It wasn't when the mic went out with Sean. It wasn't um, going to Chichesi, uh, and that right now we're two thirds of the only people who've ever won the tiny tree invitational. Correct. If AJ were here, we'd have everybody who's won the tiny tree uh -huh. invitational. Um, but it was that moment where you basically called it like it was and, and told me what maybe I didn't want to hear at the time, but I really needed it more than anything in the world. Was I kind about it? Yeah, you did okay. it with kind candor. Okay. That, that's part of your values, mm -hmm. but you were firm. And the other thing is you had a plan. And, and the plan was that we were going to continue to follow up on this. And the plan was if this didn't work, I wouldn't have the privilege of working here anymore. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you're still here, though. Yeah, well, I am too. But mm -hmm. 
if if that didn't happen, if you didn't invest in me, and guess what, everyone listening, Harry invests in everybody here the exact same way, from from Nate to Penny, to to I'm not going to name everybody. Well, not as much Nate. No, Ooh, but you probably know. more Nate. I know. But I did men- told Penny I promised I'd mention her in the show. Okay. So hi Penny, Penny <laughs> Candle Company, go support them. Um, ad. Um, but that you know you supported everybody here that same way, and that's the thing that people don't understand is the amount of bandwidth that you've had to expend. Because oh by the way, yes you're right, it was results based. If you didn't get the results based, like you said, some other cat would have been in here as the CMO of Cowboy yeah. Golf. But you did all of that. And you took the time for every single one of us in the exact same way and invested in us. And that's where we can't we can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. Well, it's been a great ride. And, you know, for me, I always felt – I feel like people that have a CMO kind of job, like they shouldn't do it for more than three years. Right. Three or four years. Yeah, you, you said the, ad, the average limits. one was two and a half it's, limits. It's, two and a half yeah, years, it's, right? It's actually less than two years. And yeah. they should have term limits because – the the ideas and um the vision and the direction you, you need someone to come in with fresh eyes to take it especially as much success as we had so i i really i really feel and i mentioned like hey the best for me is yet to come i really yeah. believe that i believe the best for callaway is yet to come too because you're the team and you and and whoever ends up at least in some degree leading part of the marketing department or whatever will get to come in and create a new vision for how we're going to take it to a different level. So, um, I'm, uh, it just, for me personally, it was just, it was time to go, to go do something else. And, um, I didn't, I didn't want to just hang around and enjoy kind of the extrinsics of having the job like this. I'm, that's not how I'm wired. That's not my value at all. So I'm, Really looking forward to see what happens with you and the team from here and the brand. Definitely, I also know what products are coming, so I know the best is yet to come. Yeah, really, can't wait to get them. I hope that I get them as fast as I used to when I worked here. Um, I'm gonna have to. Call well, just you drive get, by. Yeah, just drive by. Drive by. The back go door. there. The back yeah. door. Yeah, we'll let but you I, in the equipment. I've appreciated everything. Most of all, I've appreciated, and I was that was nice of you to get folks to call in because that's what i love the most i loved talking to golfers and i love talking to people that love the game as much as we do and if uh if there's you know one thing i think that i hope i leave here is that people people had fun along the way and sounds like you know we did that yeah absolutely and one thing you always said and last thing is uh you said 20 years from now when we're all kind of Getting back together at Chessy for the twenty. I won't be seventy. For the, no, you not will not be seventy. Um, for the the twenty third playing of the Tiny Tree Invitational. Uh-huh. See, I got my Chichesi shirt. I see it. Um, we won't be talking about. Oh, remember how we launched XR sixteen and that awesome ad that we had? Look, XR 16s right there. Uh-huh. That's why it yeah. kind of popped up. Yeah, it was built for speed. No, outrageous. You don't speed. Remember that stuff? No, I don't remember the tagline until I just saw. It. I do remember Ethan though running around as XR man. <laughs> Um, at the let's add that clip to the end. Of I the still show. insist that would have been a hilarious bit had we stuck with it. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like we had a hard time negotiating contracts. We punted on that. But um, the things we will remember are the, the interactions together. Yeah. And, and the times we spent together. So the good news is that those times aren't ending just because you're not going to be working right. here. Because, you're, like I said, you're like a mile away. Uh, also, if you didn't get a chance to leave your message for Harry, just email us at shipshow at com. We're not giving out Harry's personal phone number or email on the show. Don't though, do that. Uh, though Ramon says he's going to share it to everybody anyway. Uh, but we'll forward your messages to Harry so he can hear your appreciation. Jason will be in here on uh, Tuesday with me. It will be a lot less satisfying than this, I can assure you. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Ship show. Woo! It's amazing. We have officially survived another pirate ship show. Thanks for listening. For more, go visit CallawayGolf.com.